Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Just Be Real, and we're here with another episode for season 10 of Just Be Real Podcast. I mean, listen, I've been over the mountain. I'm still trying to climb over that mountain, but at this point, I feel like I just got to speak to y'all because I feel like I'm not alone in this journey. Pastor said it was very wise last week for, you know, in the sermon, so I feel like I need to speak on it. So today's episode is called PTSD. Yes, PTSD. Not post-traumatic stress disorder, because I know that's what y'all thinking. More so of pushing through serious doubt. And it's time to have a conversation, because I feel like some of us need it, especially towards the time of the end of the year, where there's like the seasonal depression, holidays is coming, and literally 2024 is trying to bum rush 2023. So enough of me chatting. Let's get real. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Yes, I'm here again. Listen, getting these podcast episodes be real hard. Getting them done now because, like, I'm so much in love. Like, so much. Like, it's crazy. I know. I'm being a simp, but only a simp for my babe. But it's like when you've been single for so long, you finally get something good. You just be wanting to soak it all up. So, that's where I'm at right now. And I be trying to get this done because we literally have been in each other's skin. <laughs> And it's crazy, but I love it. So anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here about PTSD, pushing through serious doubt. And I want to talk about it. And I chose Over the Mountain because one, y'all know I fucking, fucking love Dana Elaine Owens, better known as Queen Latifah. And the, uh, this album called Persona just shows a different you know, images of who she was as a person this time when she released this album. And Over the Mountain, it just speaks to where I'm at right now because I'm trying to get over a mountain. There's been something I've been going through for months now that I just feel like now I'm starting to come into this season, even though it is eclipse season, of where I'm starting to get a little bit more of stability and grounding emotionally, spiritually, and financially, um, financially being the biggest impact. So I just wanted to talk about it because I feel like I'm not alone. Um, y'all know that I always go through it normally in October because it's Shay's birthday. So I kind of like had some real heavy survivor's guilt. But shout out to Bay though. Because Bay, I don't know how Bay did it. But let me tell y'all, I had a real bad panic attack. And I've never had a panic attack in front of anybody but my mom. But like that was one time. I had a really, really bad panic attack. Like I was literally hysterically crying. Like snot nose crying. And Bay just held me. And, like, was like, you need to breathe for me, babe. You got to breathe for me. And I've never had that happen. And mind you, I'm already bad enough. I had a panic attack in front of babe. But babe held me close and just wiped my tears. And just was like, you got to breathe for me, babe. I think I, you know, this the one, bro. Like, this the one, y'all. I can't wait to reveal my person to y'all one day. Maybe. But this the one, like... I was like, wow. And that just shows, like, emotionally everything that I feel now, like, everything I missed out on, like, people that I thought were supposed to be the person, my person, it was all because they weren't, they, they weren't supposed to take babe's spot. And I literally was going through it because of Shay's birthday. And then, like, um, there's a lot of family stuff that was going on. And financially, I've been in this, like, crazy-ass whirlwind of, like, chaos, like, 
<sighs> but Lord, Lord has brought me through. He always finds a way. I've always kept my faith, even though there was times I felt like God didn't hear me. And when I said the pastor said a word the other day, when he was like the, um, the amazing promise that God gave, like it, it really touched my spirit. And I'm like, you know what? I got to speak on this topic because I feel like if I didn't, God was going to let me have it. And even though I have, y'all know I always pre-plan my episodes or pre-plan my seasons. This was one I really had to speak on because God was like, you put this one off too long. And this one is one that you need to speak on. I know you want to talk about other stuff, Jess, but we need to get this message out, especially during this time, because we got, you know, some people celebrate Thanksgiving. I do not. But they celebrate Thanksgiving. Some people have a hard time with holidays, with Christmas, the New Year, um, birthdays. More birthdays are coming up. I know for me, it's a little bit more crazy because this is the first year I have not had contact with my God's order. We're not going to get into that, but like that's been a whirlwind. Um, so like a lot of not I want to say a loss, but a lot of lessons in order to get the great gains. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, but I've been pushing, y'all. Like, when I say it's been hard, like, 33, turning 33 too was hard. Because it's like, damn, bitch, you 33, you still got no fucking kids. You still ain't in no real relationship. At the time, excuse me, at the time, I wasn't in a relationship, okay? At the time. But now it's just like, I feel like things are looking up. And I think it's just the fact that I just kept enjoying the moments. Like, just embracing the moments where I just feel like it was a time that God was like, I need you to rest because what I'm about to put in front of you, you're going to need all your energy, bro. All of your energy. And I fully wholeheartedly believe it. But like, you know, losing my job back in February, because I'm going to talk about it even though we're still in the midst. Losing my job in February was really crazy. Y'all know me. I'm not a person that lets nobody talk to me crazy. Remember when we had on MAGA, the MAGA episode, um, Melanin always grapples angst. And that's exactly what the fuck it is. In every situation, because of my career choice, I'm always trying to have my gangster tested to see if I'm going to jump out and be real <laughs> ghetto gangster black girl. But I don't. But professionally, I'll be letting them have it because you're not just not about to display your bigotry and fucking micro, micro, have microaggressions and microanalyze me like I'm some fucking you know, mundane, basic bitch. You're not about to seem like I don't have, you know, I'm not well articulate and well versed in what I've been doing in my career path because I've been doing it for the last 11 years and I'm well versed in it where I have two degrees, not one, two degrees in the motherfucker and have been in this finance and accounting industry for over a decade. So because I'm a black woman, yeah, I'm not a black woman. You're about to say whatever, but I'm going to let you know about yourself. Like I'm very outspoken and I think it bothers a lot of white people and it makes them uncomfortable, especially in the society we're in now today day because you know it causes controversy because people are calling motherfuckers out like I, I'm, I've always been that one but I think it's more so now it's a threat to them because I'm not about to sit here and kiss nobody fucking ass especially when I know you're trying to set me up for sabotage like that's what the situation was so the controller I was working with let's make it clear originally was not supposed to be my controller the person who hired me as that was a controller was the one I'm supposed to work with because that's who hired me the rapport her and I had was immaculate. It was amazing. Like the conversations, I always felt like I was talking to a, a person where even though she was my controller, but there was a rapport and a kind of understanding between the both of us where I didn't feel like I was her, you know, I was reporting to her or like I was her underling. 
Then they changed the system and she left the state that I was working on. And the bitch who was the assistant controller became the controller for the state that I was working on. Now, the bitch never liked me because I used to always test her gangster because I never liked how she talked to me. So I would check the bitch back when she was an assistant controller. Now, I would check her politely, but you're not going to talk to me crazy. I don't give a fuck who you are in your position. But, bitch, I was always raised no matter if you're the janitor or if you're the CEO, you give people respect. Don't try to categorize them by their title. So I think because I was the only black one on the team, the only female, and I was also here, in, you know, all the way in Charlotte and they were in Missouri, the bitch thought she could just talk crazy. I was going to let it happen. Like I was one of those white, the black girls who was an Oreo and it was just like, yes, I'm like, I'm not one of them. I'm not a step of fetch motherfucker. Never have been, never will be. So she became the controller. Her and I have riffs. So the way that the old controller had it pretty much is that she set it out for me to have different tasks to complete monthly for me to get acclimated to the system to get fully acclimated to my job because keep in mind i started that job in february of 2022 i literally got let go of february 2023 so i literally was there for a whole year but the routine because we had a checklist was to ease me into things and then as i got more comfortable add more things to the list which i was okay with because a lot of it was on different systems and the the actual procedures were changing. So it wasn't a problem, right? This other raggedy bitch, we'll say her, and I'm going to say her name, Kristen. Um, Kristen Schultz, who I fucking couldn't stand, period. Her fucking raggedy ass though, took it upon herself to because she got a little... You know how it is when white women get fucking power. They get some power. They think they're, they're just as equate to the white male and they're not. They're still underneath them. So, like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. Even if I do have to work four times harder, what I know is that four times for a motherfucking fact over four that you're not going to talk to me crazy. I don't give a fuck what your position is. So, instead of doing the original rollout plan, this bitch started just piling stuff onto my fucking my plate without me getting acclimated and whatever because she wanted to get it off her plate because originally she didn't have the help because she needed to have an assistant controller and didn't have one or somebody to step in when she jumped into the controller position. So she legit just dumped all the shit that she was doing onto me because she had to get off her plate because she got into something new. Now this is the unprofessionalism shit that I didn't fucking like, which off the rip, I'm not about to burn myself out because when I tell y'all I was working 14, 16 hour days. I was working 70 hour work weeks, like literally months nonstop. Like when I tell you I was legit and I'm trying not to cry. I was legit calling my mother and my aunt every motherfucking day, crying and fucking having headaches. I was fucking having panic attacks. I was fucking having migraines. Like it was bad. Like I was stressed to the max. Like I mind you, Missouri's an hour behind because they're on central time. I'm working Eastern time. These motherfuckers, I be on at 7.30 when it's the first 10 business days. And then this motherfucker, I be on till 10 p.m. Now, mind you, my controller has kids. So by 5.30 my time, this bitch is signed off. And if I have questions, even if something, it does have a deadline for the next day, it's up to me to figure it the fuck out. But I have nobody to talk to because everybody's already signed the fuck off. You feel what I'm saying? When I say she tried to sabotage me. At the end of the day, it was a blessing in disguise because I feel like it was literally a stepping stone given the situation I had just went through that same shit when I told y'all that thing with the MAGA episode with, with the other company I was with. But I was just like, this shit is not worth it because all I'm doing, I wasn't getting paid what I deserve as per usual for a black woman. I wasn't getting paid the salary I deserve for all the work I was fucking doing and busting my ass. So when they let me go, I said, fuck it. By all means, give me my severance. I'm gone. So I've been on the hunt to literally be able to look for another job. But when I made it clear to God, when I asked him, I said, I need another career. 
where I am able to be creative, I am valued, where the culture aligns, because they kept saying that there were diversity and inclusion, but there was no diversity and inclusion whatsoever. I'm the only black one on the whole entire accounting team. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. So then I had to find my sorors. By the time I found my tribe with my sorors, I literally was let go. So like the shit was like a month of me knowing them, and that was the end of that. So it was it's been stressful, but I've been trying to look at the silver lining, looking at why things are happening for me and not to me. So pushing through this series of doubt is something that I'm even because y'all know I normally tell your stuff after, but everything's not rainbows. And I, I hate when people just talk shit and talk about shit like oh what they've overcome after they've overcame it and they're at the peak. But I'm in the valley right now, y'all. Like I'm literally still unemployed at the present fucking moment. And shout out to Babe for being so supportive and, like, helping me through this process and, like, getting me through applications and, like, trying to help me, you know, guide me into passing. Like, Babe, this is why I seen this job. Like, and I think Babe was, like, thought I was going to be mad about it, but I wasn't. Like, you want to help me? You're doing more for me than niggas. And I'm telling y'all this, Babe has done more for me in the last month than motherfuckers have done who've known my situation since it happened in February. They haven't checked in. They haven't asked about my mental and they know my mental past. They haven't given a fuck about, like, let me look to see some jobs or what I might know to have some type of connections. And this is why a lot of motherfuckers right now, where I say I always go through purging season through the fall, because fall is always the shows the beauty of how things die and the, the essence of things that are dying and the beauty in it all because the leaves change colors and they fall off the tree, but it's only to be able to have a beautiful essence and a disaster to show you like, yo, death can be a beautiful thing if you look at it in the right perspective and have the right mindset. So they haven't helped out, haven't lent the dime, like haven't fucking offered to do shit, no nothing, but y'all want to be in my business and like, oh, giving these fucking subliminal bullshit. Like I don't fuck with it. And another person who I truly am grateful for in this time of craziness is Nia. Shout out to you, shorty, because Nia and I, Nia is another mutual friend, is a mutual friend. Okay. So Nia is best friends with my cousin's best friend. So technically it's my cousin's best friend's best friend. And we connected and like, when I say she's a guiding light and such a motivation and an uplift, like there'll be days I'll be like, ugh, I'm so over it. And then I'll get a, a DM or like a text from Nia and we just be, and it just be everything I need or some motivation and it just be everything. And I'm a person who's about words of affirmation, acts of service, like do something for me. My nigga, if you know I'm struggling and mind you, I've been blessed because thank by the grace of God and by the blessings upon my, my family tree. My aunt has been able to just pay my bills and keep me afloat these months because, again, I'm the only child. So, like, generational wealth has been allowing me to be able to still live my normal life, even though it might to y'all looks like I'm just doing whatever. But, baby, it be, it, 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 life is lifing, okay? Life is lifing. But she's been a real God in light, and I'm so thankful for her because I, I can't wait to see how much we grow in our friendship. But, like... Pushing through this doubt because when you get constant no, 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 oh, thank you for your application, that type of shit starts to get to you because you just feel like, what am I not doing? How am I not enough? What do they not see in me? What do I need to change? And in reality, it's like you don't need to change shit. It's their loss. They don't deserve you. So, like, in reality, like, don't take the no. All it takes is one yes. All it takes is one interview. And it's like, I be applying, applying, applying. And then it's like, yo, I got an interview. I got another interview. And it's just like, I just got to keep faith. But like, it's hard to keep faith when you feel like God just abandoned you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get overwhelmed with defeat. 
you get so overwhelmed with defeat. It just feels like the world is on your shoulders and there's like no way out. Like, you know, they're supposed to, you know, trouble don't last always, but it's just so hard to just look at the light when the tunnel is full with endless darkness. Like no matter where you turn it's darkness. And even with a flashlight, it's like, if I look forward, I still can't see where the light's about to shine for me to just say like, I don't have to feel like I'm in this dark cave and I'm alone. And, when, and what I also had to realize in this process, too, is, like, your mind is a catalyst. Like, what you think is what will happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you think and perceive situations is how it's going to happen. So, even if I want to say to myself, doing my affirmations, like, I am somebody, my possibilities are endless. If my mental and reality knows, like, yo, bitch, we're tired of this shit. It's going to be what my mental thinks, even though my mouth is speaking it. My mental is overpowering my mouth, which is why the two need to be equally yoked. And your mind legit is a catalyst on your outcomes and the placements and the planets in their charge affect more than the images imagines on your thought process. So like when I say your mind is a catalyst to your outcomes, it pretty much like I said, if you speak and think that something's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. If you put your mind to a position where you know, like, yo, I know this is temporary. I'm going to just enjoy the moments because this might be my time to rest. And I might not get another thing of rest because maybe I might skyrocket where shit, I don't get no rest whatsoever. Enjoying the moment. But I also say, like I said, the planets and the placements in your chart affects too, depending on your thought process, because... A lot of my financial situations and like my image and appearance follow my second first, my second house and my 10th house, which is my career choice. Then I have shit like my mom, who's very much a hard ass, who's all about money, 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 who's in my fourth house. But I do shit unconventionally. Fifth house is more so my creative aspect where I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be and get my money and outcome. But it's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? And my second being in Virgo, I'm a perfectionist. So having to depend on somebody else and not just do my own thing has been driving me crazy. But it's also led me to just let things flow. Like, <clears throat> let things go how they go. Let the chips fall where they may because what's for you won't pass you. And what passes you just means that God has something better for you. Um, it really wasn't until I read Kiki Palmer's book where I really just had the epiphany of just like, damn, like... I don't belong to you. And the book literally fits the title because I can't live my dreams of what my mom wants me to do. I have to live my dream of what I want. And what I want is to work as an accountant in a creative space. What I want is to be able to be in a space where I'm not just a token, but a treasure. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, let me say that again. I don't want to be in a space where I'm not just a token, but a treasure. Because I want to be valued as if I'm the best thing that they've ever seen and they want to know what I have to say. They care what I have to say and they care about how the culture affects me as a black woman, as a black queer woman. I want to, I want, I want to be valued. You know what I'm saying? And it's really been helping to guide me to change my perspective. Like, what? If y'all haven't read Kiki Palmer's book, I Don't Belong to You. Or like quiet the quiet the noise in your quiet the noise in your head, use your voice, something along those lines. Tap into that book because one, she unveils so much transgenerational trauma that I think a lot of black women are, you know, forced into and don't realize how imperative it is to break just these cycles. But it also like gives you the motivation and the boost to know that you're the shit. There's only one you and make the make make what you do each day in this world count for something. We only allow what our mind allows to create doubt. And the only person that could ever stop you, even when you're pushing through serious doubt, is you. Like, 
I could sit here all day and be having a pity party. And let me tell you something real quick. One thing for certain, two things for sure. Babe is like, nah, we're not doing it. Cut it out. I got you. If you need it, I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, and I'm like, I didn't ask. Nope. I got it. Don't worry about it. And it's just like to have that. I feel like having a person like that in my life remind me of my value and constantly tell me like you're you're beautiful you're smart you're ambitious i can't wait to see what the world has to offer like i can't wait to see that shit coming from a, a childhood where people constantly just had commentary about what you did wrong rather than what you did right is just a breath of fucking fresh air which keeps me through each day where like i don't be wanting to try to you know take a part of the devil's uh Roughage. I don't be wanting to drink, like, or to try to coax through the pain. Like, I just be wanting to talk to babe. Like, babe, this was on my heart. This is what I'm feeling. Or I'll write it in my journal more. Like, and meditation has been a big, big thing that has really, really helped me. But I also feel like when you're pushing through serious doubt, you got to keep in mind that there is a difference between the mind and the spirit. And the difference between the mind and the spirit is the feeling to know that confidence is just fear with prayer. Confidence really is just fear with prayer. Confidence means like there's fear with prayer because you're, you don't know the unknown. Like you don't know what the fucking next part of the journey has, but to be confident and know, to know that whatever part of that journey is and what's coming next is going to be fucking amazing. And it's going to be so worth the, the storm or the valley you're in trying to get over the mountain is literally what is the catapult to keep you in the right state of mind. So that allows you to feed your spirit with nothing but positive energy, thoughts, and vibrations just to keep fucking going. Like you just can't quit. This is not the end of the road. It's just a detour. And I think that's a prime example too when it comes to like Tabitha Brown because she's a prime example, but also the conversation Tabitha Brown had with Shannon Sharp when he left his normal TV show, right? Where he speaks on the fact that Tabitha Brown was speaking life and confirming his purpose. And we know Tabitha Brown is, is blessed with a gift of abundance of speaking light and life into the world because that is her gift. That is her purpose on this earth is to literally feed our souls Ve through a healthy way of feeding it to feeding it mentally, spiritually and emotionally. Tabitha Brown, that's her purpose. It took her 30 some years to get here. But baby, that is her purpose. And only there's one Tabitha Brown in this earth on this earth. Right. And. When he says that she spoke purpose over his life for him to be like, you know what? What are you waiting for? The time is now to do what you want to do. You look at the success of his show right now. It's crazy. All because he stepped out on faith and he kept stopped trying to listen to that, that voice of doubt in his mind to tell him to keep pushing, pushing, push it off, push it off, push it off. Right. That's how I've been feeling. I've been feeling like I'm so subjected to corporate America being in the office or working for a specific brand or like financial institution or company that I'm like, babe was like, yo, why don't you apply to Nike? You love sneakers. Like they need accountants. And, and I'm like, yo, I'm thinking so small, but look at somebody who sees it in me for me to think bigger. You need people in your life who could see it, think bigger and know that there's bigger for you without feeling like they have to constrict you. Because when you feel like people around you are trying to constrict you and withhold you in one specific space that they met you at, you're going to forever have doubt on yourself because they're, they're projecting their doubt on you because you're already living a life of fearlessness and focus that they're not able to attain.
They don't have the discipline for, like you do. And they know that no matter what, you're going to always push through because you're going to get what you want to get done. Right. And then it all, like I said, it all goes back to defeat is only the detour to destiny. You have to sometimes be defeated. Like when I say I'm defeated right now, I'm defeated. That doesn't mean I'm out the count. I'm just defeated at the moment where I might just need to recharge and have, I'm just selective with my energy because there's so much of it that I don't have to be able to replenish because of my current situation. If I'm giving it, it has to be to the right people and people I know that are going to replenish it when I need a replenishment. People are going to allow me to be in my space, sit in my solitude, do what I need to do in the time where I just need to do it. You know what I'm saying? And... When I think about it, I was talking to Babe and I was just like, sometimes the situations you and I go through, it's not going to always be rainbows, cotton candy, and sunshine, right? And Coco Jones said it best when she was like, it rains, but you know rain doesn't last forever. But in order for things to grow, water is needed, so it has to rain sometimes in order for things to grow. And sometimes the rain even has the courtesy enough to leave a rainbow, which how you know that there's a brighter thing. Sometimes the beautifulest things are created from the most darkest cloudiest situations and this is what i'm feeling right now like i might not be unemployed right now but y'all see i still let my life pass growth grass ain't growing beneath my feet i'm still gonna go to a concert i'm still gonna whatever i may have to rob peter to pay paul do whatever but i'm not gonna let my financial situation deter me from living my best life because if i'm faithful as i say i am in god he's gonna find a way to make a way I'm going to always be provided for. The universe is always going to provide. God is going to always provide. My ancestors, my spiritual guides, my guardian angels ain't never going to let me be without. They're going to always protect me no matter what. So sometimes you have to sit in the dirt no matter how high or how low it's piled. It's needed for roots to ferment. For your roots to grow, they got to ferment and be on a solid ground. And sometimes you got to be covered by dirt and darkness in order for you to sprout to be able to be a part of the beautiful light and get that sunlight that's necessary to keep those roots nourished. And that's okay because fermentation is not time seen as a hindrance, but a herald. <laughs> Let me say that for y'all one more time. Fermentation is not, is most times seen as a hindrance. In reality, it's a herald. It's a blessing. Don't look at it as it being a hindrance. Look at it being a blessing. Because the fact that you're able to be in the dirt, what they say, diamonds are created through pressure, but originally a diamond is a piece of fucking cold, a piece of not cold, a piece of coal that literally pressures itself to being in the diamond. So if a diamond is created under pressure, baby, then what you think you about to do? You got to really make sure that you have the right mindset to get over those mountains. Because it's going to always be some time when you're going to struggle. And it's okay to not be okay. I'm not okay right now. But I'm not letting the world defeat me and push. I'm going to push through this serious doubt. Because I have my faith. I have family. I have my babe. I have my, you, I have my good people in my life. Like, I got the right mindset. And that's all I need to be the biggest weapon to fight through this, this, this through this low peak in my low low time in my life. Sometimes you gotta let you know that the low tide at some point is a high tide. It rises at some point. It's not gonna always be low. But what are you doing to feed yourself to allow yourself to know that this ain't gonna last forever? PTSD. Push through serious doubt. As I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always remember, 
Be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. I will check y'all on the next one. Make sure you keep that crown held high because your neck, listen, it's only as good as as sturdy as the neck and the bounce that you got on and got it on in your shoulders, baby. You're royalty. Your crown is tilting and that's okay, but real ones are going ahead and fix it for you. Love y'all. Be well. Have a great week. Straight, straight as long as I could breathe the key. Got on the top of my feet.